Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, so crisis or opportunity, what I'm talking about here, Eric, is you know, there's a, I've got a few milestones or a few things that happen to us as we're moving our life towards retirement, towards those golden years. And when these things come up, some may view them depending on your mindset, right, as a crisis and they kind of freak out and they maybe get really, really worried and others may view that as an opportunity to do something. Whether it's the actual, you know, living life or, or the financial side, you could kind of go either way with this conversation, but we'll try to keep it financial as we usually do, even though emotions always factor into these things. So I'll just jump right in and, and kind of get started. The first one All on right. my list of crisis or opportunity is the empty nest syndrome. Now for me, my wife and I, we're not pre-retirees yet. But our daughter's in the Navy, you know, and she's been on her own for a little bit now, went to college. Now she's in the Navy. And, you know, we love the emptiness syndrome. And there's, we embraced it pretty well. She didn't get too emotional, you know, like she thought she would from that standpoint. But from the financial standpoint, boy, it's been really nice having her, quote unquote, off the payroll now. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you think about your paying, you know, kids are expensive. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, young adults are even more expensive. You know, you think about just the small little things like car insurance, you know, they're on your car insurance yep. or usually on your cell phone bill, on your health insurance, you know, all those things. <laughs> She's I mean, actually paying our cell phone bill for a change. Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, there you go. So it does, you know, those are the little things that's really occurring. If you get your monthly expenses down, then actually you might be able to retire earlier, too. True. And, um, you know, sometimes it also gives people an opportunity. I know for my wife and I, when our daughter first went off to college, you know, our son, when he left, he went and joined the uh, Air Force and uh, he served. We still had our daughter in high school. And then when she went off to first year of college, it was interesting. It was actually, it was great. Um, we kind of reconnected back because I know sometimes when you have kids in the house, you're kind of always focused on the kids and sometimes don't focus on the spouse. And, right. you know, we could, you know, cook uh, the dinners that uh, we know we would eat and maybe not something that she would like. <laughs> you know, we could sit there and watch a show while we ate and watch what we wanted to watch and not what they wanted to watch. And it was just, it was really enjoyable. And now she's <laughs> Dude, back. Lots of little, pro- oh, yeah, she's back. Yeah, because the school's yeah. closed. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Yeah. Just when I got used to you not being here. But no, we're, you know, we're, we're glad when she comes back and she's been staying with us during this whole pandemic thing. And um, But it's a great point. It does, it, it is a different animal. You do kind of go, wow. You know, I've gotten used to this, you know, and there's a lot of little things that do change your life. Yeah, it's having more time to do some things, too. So maybe, you know, when you get home for some work, you guys can just, you know, hey, let's go out and enjoy a walk together. Or, you know, it kind of gives you a glimpse into what retirement may be, too. So it kind of prepares you for that because then retirement, that's the big one, because now you're both around each other all day. And that's well, and and COVID's brought that along to (laughs) a degree as well. People are experiencing that more. I think that the interesting about this as well, Eric, and that we view 
this as an opportunity, and I hope a lot of people try and get that chance to do that. It's almost like a perfect storm of three fronts moving together here when you get to this age, because you could be an empty nester, you're probably making the most you've ever made, and there's the catch-up provisions that the government also has out there for us. So it's a really great way to maybe be a little more aggressive through this time, smartly, of course, but a way to kind of make sure you're putting an extra, you know, some more away for retirement. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, extra money that you're saving from, you know, the cell phone, the insurances, those types of things. Right. And Catch put up that contributions, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're contributing, actually, it, it, it sounds kind of weird, but you don't mind being aggressive when you're contributing because you're True. buying. Yeah. And when they always say when the market's down, that's a buying opportunity. So here's where your contributions come in. So yes, if you got an empty nest, if you're an empty nester now, start to reevaluate. Well, maybe I don't have to bring home as much now. Maybe I can pull them towards that retirement and, mm-hmm. uh, that always works out better if you can put more. Anytime you can save more towards retirement, it's going to always work out good. Yeah, I think from a financial standpoint, this one seems to lend itself more to the opportunity front. The crisis front could be the concern, the panic, the worry. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to be able to become good functioning adults and all that kind of stuff? But if you've done your job, for the most part, that's just a bit of a normal parent worry. But you mentioned the market. That actually segues really well into crisis number two, which is market crashes. They're going to happen through our retirement journey. If we're lucky enough to be retired, you know, 20 to 40 years, you're probably going to see a downturn or two. Absolutely. What you don't want is to have the income that you need dependent on the market. So that's where it hurts the most. If you don't have to sell those assets off, you can wait for them to work themselves back out. Typically, it's always worked out that way. There's been a few times where it hasn't or the market was flat or down just a little bit over the time frames when you look at them. But the vast majority of time, the markets come back after going down. But you have to have what you put in the market still in the market. You know, if you take it out, sell it to, re- to increase income or provide income, that's where you lock in those losses. So anytime the market goes down, you always hear the, you know, people say, hey, this is a great buying opportunity, but you got to buy it with stuff that didn't go down. <laughs> so, but you have to think about this too. It's also a good opportunity to maybe do some conversions. You know, back in March when the market was down quite a bit, we had quite a few clients that we called out and we said, hey, let's do a Roth conversion. Let's move the stuff. You pay tax at the lower amount, and if it, when it comes back, all that appreciation is going to be in your tax-free bucket. So that's a great opportunity to do it then. But yes, if you're going to be retired, you're going to be subject to ups and downs in the market. You don't want that to affect your income, which is why you want your income coming from safer, smarter places that are not affected by the market, at least on the negative side of it. Mm-hmm. You like the positive side, that's great. Everyone wants the positive gains <laughs> right, in the market. Right, right. And you can capture some of those not participate in the negatives, and that's where you draw your income from. That's how we build yep. our plans here. Well, and you think about how maybe folks you might have reacted in March or April, right? You know, So you may have been like, oh, this is a great buying opportunity on this, that, or the other, or no, I'm really panicked. And, you know, So again, crisis versus opportunity, everybody kind of reacts differently. But I think the overall good theme to have through this, that common thread, is having a plan in place will allow you to kind of you know look at these situations and view them a bit more calmly, a bit more collectively, hopefully, and then make better determinations as to whether it truly is a crisis or an opportunity. Two more here, Eric. Uh, long-term care insurance rate hikes. And this one seems like it could be you know, obviously very frustrating. How might we kind of view this one? Well, they usually come when you, I mean, hikes never come at a good time, but <laughs> it normally law, happens right? when you're in that mode where you still want to keep it. Okay. And they start raising the rates and raising the rates. And the reason for that is long-term care is a, is a unique insurance. It was written off of a different table um, that ever been around before because most insurance-based products like life insurance and annuities are based off of a mortality table, which we kind of know it kills people. We've known that for you know generations, and so the actuaries build some sophisticated models to determine life expectancies. Long-term care is written off a morbidity table, 
and that's what may put us into a nursing home, those things are kind of evolving, you know, I mean, really what's finding what, what causes Alzheimer's disease is, you know, kind of evolving and or the degenerative diseases, those kinds of things. So right. also using long term care sometimes is a personal choice. The person has the policy, but they have family or friends that are caring for them right now. And those people get burned out and they say, OK, you know, let's activate the policy. It's very hard for actuaries to build a model based on people's <laughs> behaviors that way. So that's why they had this loss experience they didn't expect. And that's why they had to raise the rates. So I'm not a big fan of traditional long-term care. I think you do need to have something to cover those expenses in retirement. But I like to build plans where you put money towards something, and it's going to be used one way or the other. Okay? I don't like paying for insurance I'm not going to use. And we pay for a lot of insurances that we're not going to use. You know, homeowner's insurance, you don't want to use that really. But you pay for that for a lot of years, never a claim, you never used it. Your automobile insurance, right? But the one thing that you know is going to be used is life insurance. Because, unfortunately, we all have an expiration date. So I'm a big fan of using life insurance that has long-term care acceleration clauses to it. So if you're in that environment, you can accelerate the long-term care, use it for that. But if you don't use it, you got something tax-free that's going to pass on to people that you care about, whether that's family or entities. So you're putting more money towards something that you're going to use as opposed to long-term care. You're putting money towards something that you might not need or might not use. So I like to go with 100% probabilities rather than 50-50s. Okay. And then my final one here on our crisis versus opportunity is getting laid off. Now, obviously, the pandemic has definitely caused a lot of this. Uh, I was just talking with a friend of mine who's nowhere near retirement or even pre-retiring age yet, but he was the only member of his team not to be laid off. And he was like, man, whew, I view that as a huge opportunity because it, you know I'm able to kind of I've proven that I'm doing a good job and I need to continue to prove that I do a good job. But as you're getting closer to retirement, you know, getting laid off, downsized, forced into early retirement, whatever the case is, certainly brings an emotional factor. And we might wind up feeling like, man, it's a crisis initially. But if you have a plan or you're able to kind of you know, work that strategy or get a strategy together, you may find there's an opportunity in it. Right. Maybe I can go do something else now. Maybe I can retire or every time it doesn't mean sitting on the porch, right? It means, hey, I get to do something else. I get else to move on to something else. Yeah. Something I want to do. Yeah. Maybe you can work, maybe you can just work part time doing something fun that you enjoy and makes a little money. And so that helps provide the income gap that you have in retirement. Yep. So, you know, the, the story that we told about before on this was that someone came into our office. We went through the plan. I showed him that he could retire today. He didn't believe that, showed him all the numbers, um, got him convinced of that. And then the following week, he was laid off. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was laid off. Yeah. And his whole department, everyone was, you know, just, you know, shocked and all this, you know, negative energy, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, huh, well, I guess it's kind of the path has been chosen for me. You oh, know, true. Yeah. So having a plan will keep your wits about you if that does happen. Um, and that's why it's so important to get a plan. And if you don't have a plan and you need a plan and want a plan, just pick up the phone, give us a call. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? 
Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.